You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and we are a VHS podcast, except when we're interviewing two very entertaining YouTube guests here from Frightfully Forgotten. Say hello, guys. Hello. hello. <laughs> we should have done the Three Stooges thing, but there's only two of us. <laughs> uh, now, you guys have been doing a YouTube channel for six years called Frightfully Forgotten. Uh, how did you guys meet? I mean, has this been something that you've been planning for a long time? Uh, no, it was never actually really planned, which is kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. But we, yeah, we met in uh, 1989 when <laughs> uh, Justin's family moved in next to my grandparents with whom I was living at the time. I still remember that day, clear as day, watching the, the, the moving trucks come and your family moving in and you and everything. And remember leaving i had to go somewhere but i remember you kind of hanging around just before i was going i went and said hi hello my name's adam and then, and then i had to leave for the day to go somewhere but then yeah there was kind of we were inseparable after that moment <laughs> really yeah and what was the movie that really did it for us again well three amigos was a big one yeah ghostbusters yeah so just bonding over those movies you know in 1989 or whatever is kind of from there on in is We've been best friends since then. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a horror, you know, mostly horror, you know, like YouTube channel and everything like that. But you guys actually bonded over Three Amigos, kind of. It's, it's a comedy, so it's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there were horror movies, though, too. Yeah, but yeah, I think, like, I think it's easier to bond over, like, uh, something with a bit more action and humor than it is horror. But we definitely got into horror together, but we probably bonded over comedies more to begin with. Then we branched into horror. Justin's mom was big into horror, like uh, horror novels. Remember walking to your living room and just pasted full of horror novels on the bookcase. Yeah, and Lots of Stephen King. Yeah, and uh, I remember you had Halloween 5 very early, like the, in 89 when it came out, you had that. So it was like, watch Halloween 5 all the time. And that kind of got us into the genre. That tourist trap, I remember. Yep. How did you? Uh, how did you like get together and start the channel? Because you guys have been friends for such a long time. Yeah, we kind of started late in our uh, <laughs> in our careers, so to speak. Yeah, it's something that should have happened a long, long time ago. Yeah. Except there weren't wasn't really a forum. When did YouTube start? Really? I don't know when YouTube started. No, two thousand early two thousands, right? Something like that. Yeah, I, I think it kind of started because, like, to, to be completely truthful, I, I was, like, in a band and stuff. My band broke up, and my girlfriend just left me. He's <laughs> <laughs> laying it all out yeah, here and, and it was, honestly, it was, like, I was, like, kind of had all this, like, uh, I, ne I needed an outlet, right? After the band being gone, I had no creative outlet, and the girlfriend being gone, I had all this time on my hands. I'm like, fuck, I need to do something, and it's, like, I, you know, me and Justin have been talking horror movies and making movies in our basement since we were six years old. Like, well, how come we haven't done something with that? So, and it's like, well, it's, you know, YouTube is right there. It's an easy platform to get on. How about we do it? And I remember thinking with laying in bed one night, thinking about it, like, oh, fuck, is he going to say yes or no? And I remember kind of <laughs> laying in bed thinking, yeah, I don't know if he's going to go for it. And then when I broached, broached 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 the subject um i was like surprised how quickly you're like yeah let's do it I'm like okay fuck i guess we're we're on and, and, <laughs> and then it's like a week later we were doing it you know i said yeah without thinking about it at all and then after uh after i talked to adam about it and you know adam was like oh yeah well great okay we'll you know talk and hash everything out how we're gonna do it hung up the phone and I had a few seconds to think about it right after. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have said yes. <laughs> like, oh, boy, now, like, all this stuff is going to be laid out on the table, right? It's like certain things about our lives, people are, other people are going to be seeing and yeah. shit like that. And then so I started pacing back and forth. And it was just like, maybe I should uh, call him back. Maybe I should say no. I was like, no, no, no. 
I'll go through with it. <laughs> you know, and the rest is history pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of dedication. Like, that's what people don't, like, even doing a podcast, it's so much dedication, you know, picking out the movies, watching the movies, reviewing them. And then you guys go even further because, you know, you got to come up with skits and then shoot video and edit. Like, we were just talking um, when our when the sixth season first aired, the little skit that we did of the uh, Kung Fu The Legend Continues. If nobody really got that, it seems like not too many people not got it. Not too many people got that spoof. But... <laughs> we were talking and it was like, shit, it took, what, a week, maybe two weeks of filming certain locations and uh, thinking of things to do and this and that. To get that little bit of footage. To get like a minute and a half yeah. or something. And the biggest thing is like, you think like, because uh, we needed a sunset shot and we've actually we, we <laughs> went and tried it a couple of times and I called, uh, I think Justin called me up. I was like, okay, the sun's going down. Let's go do it. So we go hopping our bikes actually. Like yeah. Old school, like fucking goonies get on our bikes and ride up this hill called Garbage Hill here in Winnipeg, uh, which is like a famous tobogganing hill in the winter, but it was in the summer. And we get up there, we set up the camera ready to do the shot. Like, the sun's going to go down. I need to walk across the sunset. And fucking clouds rolled in last minute. Like, oh, man, what a waste of a day. A fucking perfect strip yeah. covering the sun. Yeah, yeah. there's no cloud anywhere else in the sky besides right in front of the sun. I was like, oh, man. So then we had to pack up. And we went to the tap room. uh the, the nearby tap room and said, Oh, we got to try a different day. Yep. And now I was like, that's what filmmaking is all about. You know, I got to the right time, the right elements. And if it doesn't work out, well, you just burned all that film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was definitely your most ambitious, like opening. That's pretty good. That That's what actually one of the things that made me, I was like, I want to talk to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, the Perfect Strangers one, I think, was harder. There's a lot more locations where we go to. There were more locations involved. Yeah. Yeah. We're more locations. But we did it all in one day. We shot that yeah. in one day. It was harder. It's hard to explain, actually. It was a little more difficult to get to those locations, but it was easier because it was all in one day. Yeah. Whereas the Kung Fu Legend continues... It wasn't as many locations, but we did it over a few days. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was less daunting yeah. as far as like cramming into one day goes. But I remember for the perfect strangers thing is the, the weather because the wind, because I had to do that thing where I flip up the newspaper to read the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. It was so windy. I couldn't do it. And it kept blowing my newspaper over. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty. Yeah, I remember that one. That was quite a, you guys are roaming through the city and everything like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did you guys get in any trouble at all? Did anyone say like, hey, you can't record around here? No, because it was COVID time. And the funny thing is, if you actually look close at all that footage, every location we go to where there's like a building or a door as an establishment is actually closed and locked up <laughs> because everything was locked down during COVID. So you guys are just roaming free during the street, you know, through the streets and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was like Dawn of the Dead, man. It was great, actually. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, whenever we got to set of doors, we went to open it, it was locked. Like there's a, at least three sets of doors in that uh, skit where we get to the doors and they're locked. You can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> there, but to find a set of revolving doors that are still operational in Winnipeg. We, we couldn't do it. Like we could yeah. not find a set of revolving doors that actually were still in use that weren't like locked up. But um, they were locked they, up. Yeah, they were locked <laughs> up. Yeah. Damn. So we had to improvise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the same thing. Chicago was like, it was just like, it, it looked like a George Romero, you know, like zombie movie just through the streets and you see newspapers rolling around one gator. You're like, how did an alligator get in here? <laughs> Yeah, day of the dead, yeah. <laughs> so let's dive right into the lightning round here. So here's a fun one. Who would you rather get a physical from? Herbert West of Reanimator or Dr. Giggles from Dr. Giggles? Well, Herbert West, because I might come back to life after. <laughs> Dr. Dig Dr. Giggles, you're fucking dead. Yeah, he'd just kill you. Yeah. And he'll enjoy it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Herbert West doesn't necessarily... He, he he kind of enjoys what he's doing, but he's doing it almost for a good cause. For the sake right? of science, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dr. Giggles is just killing you for fun. You'll have a giant band-aid over your head. You're gone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, he'll stick some Herbert West, put some green goo in you. 
you're right back on your feet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A little uglier, but... Dr. Giggles will jam something in you, but you're not coming back to yeah. life. Yeah, you'll just puke up all your <laughs> guts and shit. <laughs> That, that movie's such a good time. I always tell people, but a lot of people are like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. It's the title. Dr. Giggles yeah. is fucking, it's a riot, you know. <laughs> uh, and it's also got two comic books. I mean, they were really trying with that one. <laughs> uh, best human dish. Hannibal Lecter's liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. Or Drayton Sawyer's award-winning chili from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, that's a tough one, man. Uh, you know, I like the hoity toity and all, but give me a good fucking chili any day. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here, here's one. We're splitting away from horror. But this is a very important one. Better Nicolas Cage movie, Con Air or Face Off? Oh, boy. Face Off. Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it's a split. Yeah. Face Off is just so ridiculous. I don't so know. is Con Air. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's not... <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage it's your barbecue and I love what you're cooking here what kind of a line is that <laughs> yes. and all those roundhouse kicks that he's doing yeah. like all this karate that he knows <laughs> put the bunny down I, I still say that just randomly just to see if someone oh, picks up on it that 90s sort of half mullet kind of deal going on kind of like van damme yeah. had too yeah, the, the, oh yeah from hard target yeah, yeah the hard target mullet yeah yeah with the, the kind of the perm sort of deal <laughs> oh. yeah. i just love how they're like you know what we need to give nicholas cage in this is a southern accent from alabama and they're like i think he could pull it off i really do yeah, <laughs> he pulled it off in Raising Arizona, but that's more over the top and campy, right? Well, I guess so is Con Air. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that was a good one. Um, okay, better looking robot, Ed Two Hundred Nine or the T Eight Hundred from the Terminator series? T Terminator T Eight Hundred for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say so. It's classic. That's sad. Ed Two Two Hundred Nine. Sad. <laughs> For anyone out there in the audio, I actually have an Ed 209. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had that for years when NECA came out with it. Uh, back when I didn't have a kid and I could spend money on useless, fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon you'll be all selling all that shit. <laughs> Just to get them into college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could sacrifice the college education and keep it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Figure it out yourself, kid. I did. <laughs> That's right. You sit the you sit the child down. I'm sorry. I, I would love to send you to college, but I'd rather keep all this useless shit. All, all my toys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, and then last one. We've got a Mary Kill or F. These are three aliens that we all know from our childhood and cherish: Predator, the Xenomorph, and Jar Jar Binks. So, what was the question? Mary Kill. Mary kill or fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the first one was predator. Uh, yeah. So would I like? Would we like to marry, kill, or fuck the predator? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you guys ever play this in Canada. No, 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 like... no. But is it a the predator is still the male predator? Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd kind of tear you to pieces. <laughs> that'd be that'd be tough to be married to. Yeah. So it's not a female predator. Yeah, so the, I mean, the game is you just pick someone, you know, it's all jokes. Pick someone to marry, pick someone to kill, and pick someone to fuck. Okay, so you have to pick one of each for each yeah. category. Okay, so. <laughs> oh. Marry, kill, or fuck. Well, I, you know, I think you'd have to fuck Jar Jar Binks because he's such a he's <laughs> kind of feminine a little bit already, a little bit of a pushover. And yeah, yeah. Kill the predator. Yeah, because yeah. Marry the xenomorph because the xenomorph would be like would protect you probably yeah, yeah and the xenomorph is pretty tough like i think the xenomorph could take on the predator no problem yeah i think the xenomorph is more a you know, family orientated you know about family and offspring so With yeah the you, hive so you want to marry the xenomorph yeah predator is more on its own yeah now are you going to marry the queen xenomorph or the like soldier xenomorph the queen the queen yeah well fuck if you gotta be if you want to be a king you gotta marry the queen buddy. <laughs> that's right 
who's gonna lay all your eggs for you yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna have to rubber back after i mean that's a tough day of laying all yeah. those eggs yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't falter for being a little upset yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, Ripley just walks right in there and uh, kills all of her babies. So it's, it's, you know, she fucked up the whole show. The Xenomorph just was doing its thing. I mean, it, it didn't deserve that. Maybe watch, you know, uh, your kid better. And then, well, your kid <laughs> that you just found. It's funny, too, because there's the un, um, the uncut version of that movie. Right. And it explains so much. And when you watch the cut version, like the cut VHS, ah, you fucking spilled all over the table. No, I, didn't I told him that it. beer was overcarbed. Well, I guess we can re we can reveal what we're drinking because I've got the <laughs> Everyday Hero uh, IPA from uh, Revolution Brewing here in Chicago. He just opened what again? Oh, the Demeter's Fate, which yeah. is in an Imperial uh, Stout. What's the alcohol content on that bad boy? That one's uh, close to nine percent. Mine's a baby. It's 4.3, but... Mine is 4 only. Oh, that's a good sessionable beer. Well, I mean, I mean, compared to the Imperial, it's a baby. It's like nothing. <laughs> but anyways, what I was saying, though, uh, about uh, James Cameron's... I don't know why he does that, because he did the same thing with Terminator 2. He cut a bunch of those scenes. Yeah, it's better with them. It's way better with them. Yeah. And Aliens is better with those cut scenes. And I don't know why he... I don't know why they cut him. Well, maybe he didn't cut him. Maybe the you know studio mm -hmm. cut him or want to reduce runtime or whatever. Just, That's why yeah. it's called the director's cut because he wanted them. Like James, we're a big fan of this movie, but I don't think people want to sit down for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> now that was in the eighties and stuff. Now that we get to you know the Marvel universe, now it's just like every movie seems to be three hours. It seems, yeah, so. yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just odd how it's all changed. It's funny because I was actually thinking about seeing the new Batman movie um, and looked at the runtime and th saw that it was like just shy of three hours. It's like, fuck, I don't know if I want to sit in the theater for three hours. One thing, if you're at home, you can take a, you know, a pause it and go take a leak if you need to or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. in the theater, like, I don't know. Well, you start fidgeting in the chair, too. Yeah, yeah. it gets uncomfortable. And yeah, that's the thing is just uh, like it's going to be tough to like really get into if i ever do get into the practice of going to the theater a lot again because it's just so much easier at the house <laughs> pause the movie go to the bathroom the popcorn's a lot less expensive so <laughs> yeah i enjoy going to theater and all like but it's just like for something over the two hour mark yeah that's i don't know maybe getting too old for that shit that's a young man's that's a young person's <laughs> thing you know like we need to go watch Lord of the Rings back when we're in our youth, right? And like, okay, yeah. But I don't know if my bladder can handle that anymore. <laughs> I don't know what it is with my bladder. <laughs> Every time that the, uh, like, it doesn't matter how many times I go to the bathroom. As soon as you sit down and the trailers start, oh, got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know what it is with that. Oh, and then the trailer sometimes it's even longer in a three hour movie because it's like three hours and 30 minutes because there's so many trailers. And well, not back in our day, there was just the trailers, but now there's commercials mm -hmm. for yeah. a product. Then there's the movie trailers. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> or if you go to the big chains, they they uh, advertise, you know, they're like movie passes or whatever they have. They're like before Batman can you know, stop crime. Remember to buy the AMC seasonal pass, and you're like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blatant advertising. Let's see. Let's get back to uh, your guys' bits because uh, that was a fun lightning round to really get to know you and, and really know that you guys are into xenomorphs. You really want to marry them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys ever do a xenomorph bit, which is this is the best segue I have. How do you guys come up with all of your bits? I don't know. This kind of come out of nowhere. Like a lot, some of them are like spoofs of other things. Like we had the Kung Fu Legend Continue spoof. We had the Perfect Stranger spoof. So that kind of, they kind of write themselves. But um, yeah, I don't know how we really come up with them. It's like, it's just all stuff kind of rooted in our past, really. It's, it has to do with, you know, our youth, really. It's all comes from the things we liked in our youth. It also depends on... The type of movie we might be reviewing too, right? Yeah, so yeah. there might be something that sparks our intrigue. Um, there might be a funny scene or something like that that we might want to expand on. So we'll, you know, do a little bit of a bit there yeah, just yeah. to open it up. 
Yeah, or like the uh, yeah, I think a lot of them, most of them were spoofs from other movies, like yeah. the 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 training montage we did for Canada <laughs> Day last year is a, a combination of blood sport and kickboxer training montage spoof. And that was your idea, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to pay the price for it. <laughs> hey, everybody gets to see your uh, open chest. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys also combine your bits. You, you know, you also have you know go away from you know just reviewing horror movies and stuff like that you know you go into trash or treasure which is definitely one of my favorite uh, like offshoots that you guys do on the channel uh, i love that and that whole bit where like i've were you really in a dumpster like did you or is that like yeah yeah i mean i knew you were in a dumpster but it was it just random trash or your own trash <laughs> no that's actually the dumpster behind my work um <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, it's not the it wasn't a, it's not the garbage dumpster, it's the recycling dumpster. So oh, okay. it's more clean, it's just cardboard in there. So <laughs> it wasn't so bad. But it was bad because when we went to go shoot it, it had just been recently emptied, so there wasn't that much cardboard in it. So it was pretty deep. So getting in wasn't very kind on the uh the crotch area yeah <laughs> if you watch the outtakes me trying to get in and out of that fucking thing i don't yeah. know like five or ten times and i was wearing those those polyester 70s pants don't that, have much give to them there's no there's not much give and i didn't want to wreck them too you can't find pants like that just down the you know at the fucking corner store anymore yeah. it's very important that you keep your polyester pants you don't want to ruin those <laughs> damn right <laughs> oh man uh that was a fun yeah that was a fun skit and you guys um so i mean do you guys have plans for any more that you're gonna keep off you know like creating more or is it kind of like ah, oh, we've got our we've got our line line up and we're just gonna stick with that no i think actually we were talking about doing more actually is um starting more episodes off with little sketches and vignettes before the actual review starts um, just because we enjoy them, and I think that uh, it sets us apart from other channels that just start with the you know sitting and talking. You know, uh, I, I think it'll make us a bit more unique if we start doing more. You know, it's more work, but it's also more fun. <laughs> yeah, as long as it stays fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. as long as it doesn't turn into a job. <laughs> and then I've always wondered. Um, you guys never discuss the ending. You know, you kind of like, oh, you know, you guys watch it on your own. Uh, how did that come about? I think that was more of just a given. Yeah, we just thought it would be kind of counterproductive to give away the ending of a movie we'd recommend to somebody to watch because they hadn't seen it, you know? Yeah, why give it away, right? So it was it was almost a given from the get-go where we like we were like, well, let's just not say anything about the ending. Let's just pick a cool spot that's intriguing cliffhanger type yeah cliffhanger spot. yeah to end it you know and i don't even think we even discussed that part so. of it i don't think we ever like like purposely said to one another let's not give away the ending we just it was it just was a given you know yeah because so many youtube channels too just give out the ending and i thought ah, we don't want to be those guys you know if we're going to recommend a movie you don't want to wreck it a lot of times the ending's the best part. So yeah. why would you why yeah. would you wreck it, right? It would be pretty cool if you guys like for your Patreon um subscribers and everything, if you just discuss the ending all, only on Patreon. Like they like I thought that would be a really cool idea. That could that could happen. Could be a thing, but then why would they want to watch the movie after though? That's the only problem. Well, it's more just for entertainment <laughs> at that part, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Just to see us reenact it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I'd watch that if you guys reenacted the endings. <laughs> I, I, okay, here's one that I definitely always wonder. How hard is it to find all these beers for all these episodes? Because sometimes you guys do a really good job of, like, pairing it with the movie. Sometimes we have the beer ready. Yeah, we don't find yeah. them. We make them. Yeah we, yeah, we make them all. And a lot of times we try to match the hops or the grain to whatever kind of movie or title that we're trying to go for yeah and a lot of times we just luck out where the beer happens to match the movie like we don't really plan that too much yeah because you can't plan <laughs> like 
you got to plan a beer months in advance. Months too, in advance, right? yeah, yeah. And so a lot of times the movie, if it comes around, it's like, oh shit, wait a second, I got a beer that is pretty similar to that movie. Let's feature it, right? So yeah. it just kind of comes up. Yeah, like a good example is uh, I wanted to do a smash ale, and a smash, if you're not into brewing, means single malt and single hop. So you use one malt and one hop throughout the whole beer. And I wanted to do a centennial smash, which is all centennial hops. I'm like, well, okay, you know, what am I going to name this? Centennial, you know, what centennial is? A hundred years anniversary. What's a hundred years anniversary this year? Well, oh, it's Nosferatu's a hundred years this year. So Just I ended up out. making a Nosferatu beer. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, we might as well do a Nosferatu episode. You know, it kind of just went hand in hand. Uh, really impressed with the like some of your guys' beer. Now, I did not know that you were big-time brewers. Uh, I've not caught that in any of the Q&As or anything like that, but that's really uh, a fun surprise here because I have a friend uh, back home in Missouri that's a massive brewer. Oh, man, it, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to taste all those beers. So I imagine you guys have a blast doing it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So whenever you see us, like, you know, do a, the what you, what are you drinking segment of our show, it's always a homemade beer, unless it's something out of your, like, you know, for uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, we were drinking MGD or whatever. <laughs> no, Miller, we're drinking Miller, Miller, yeah. Miller Junior and Draft, because it, it's all in that movie. There's tons of yeah. Miller in that movie. So My Bloody Valentine is another one. We were drinking Moosehead. Yeah. And we yeah. had the Moosehead cases behind yeah. us and stuff like that. Because, of course, there's Moosehead throughout that entire movie. It's so, one big advertisement. Yeah. So, <laughs> but besides little outliers like that, uh, it's always homemade beer that we're drinking. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. I was wondering why you guys, like, and you name all of them, which is fun. Uh, that's why I thought they were beers that you guys bought. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, no, sometimes, wow. sometimes it's a hard thing to come up with a name. Yeah, it's not just super simple, too. Like, you got to be, you know, not just, you got to be a little creative with it. Yeah, and not not always just naming the beer as the title of a movie. Although yeah. we have done it, right? Yeah. You do it, you just cop out sometimes. Like, oh, well, shit, I can't think of anything else. We'll just call it whatever the title of this movie is. But a lot of times you try and, you know, pick a town in the movie or, yeah, or character, what, or, a character yeah. or whatever the case may be, right? To name the beer. And then you hope that a horror movie fan will recognize it, right? Pick up on it, yeah. Man, Brewers, you guys got a YouTube channel and you both are going to marry a Xenomorph. You guys have it all. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what a life. <laughs> Nobody's going to fuck with us. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just walking down the street with a giant ass queen alien. No. <laughs> People are going to move. They're going to open doors for you. I guarantee you all those sliding doors are going to work when she's walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, she's just going to smash them with her tail. Yep, smash right through them. That's right. All right. Uh, one of the last questions I got here for you guys. So you guys went to the VHS stores and everything like kids, like all of us did from the 80s and the early 90s and everything like that. Do you have any covers that you remember that you never rented? Because it was just too scary. Oh, too scary. I wouldn't say too scary, but there's a lot of covers out there for sure. I remember oh. seeing that I never rented. It's like, man, like, why didn't I rent that? You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's hard because, like, <laughs> covers that were too scary. That's a tough one. Uh, I remember maybe even maybe Alice Sweet Alice. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I kind of remember us putting off because, like, that looks pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Even though it's now it's like one of our favorite movies. That that movie's a masterpiece. And that cover has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird too, right? Oh, that was the best where they just, you know, would catch you with the covers and then you'd watch it and you're like, clearly whoever made the cover never watched the film. No. <laughs> yeah. Good artist, but never watched the movie. I, I remember one uh that my mom would never let us rent, and that was uh Dead Alive. Because really? she just really? looked at it and she said no. We we won't. You guys can't rent that one. Oh All really? Right. Really? Because the covers aren't even that bad. It's just the woman with her mouth kind of open and the whatever is in her mouth looking out. Yeah, it's funny actually. If you mentioning like your mom letting or not letting you rent that, my mom let me let it let me rent pieces. Whatever. <laughs> and the cover for pieces is pretty crazy, actually. Like the chainsaw yeah, with the, the woman all kind of cut out. Yeah. yeah, it's like. Holy shit. 
there's a couple of them. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know how she decided what ones we couldn't watch and everything like that, because I mean, we also rented some stuff where we definitely shouldn't have been watching, <laughs> but uh, she just looked at it and she goes, well, that looks cheesy. You guys can get it. Go have fun. <laughs> well, you never know. Like, you know, a movie cover only tells you so much. Like I remember we did a VHS tales episode on this where uh, my mom let us rent uh, Andy Warhol's Dracula. <laughs> oh and, boy. Cause it just looks like oh, it's a Dracula movie. That's Dracula, whatever. And we're watching it. And she walked in. It's like the farm girls walking around their tits out and everything. <laughs> and like, it's like, she's like, whoa, whoa, no, oh, no okay, okay, yeah, yeah. that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Not too often that happened, though. Not too often that one of our parents had actually shut off the movie we were watching. No. That was like, that was like 1%. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that like I never rented. There's two ones that kind of affected me. And one of them was Night of the Demons. Uh, now, naturally, when I get older and I watch it, I'm like, what? This movie looks nothing <laughs> like the cover because the cover, she looks vicious and it looks like a nasty movie. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, that's a blast. Like everyone should watch Night of the Demons. And then one was Nightmare on Elm Street 5, because when you flipped it over to the back, it had like that girl in the uh, with all the food like coming out of her, you know, the the fridge death, the pizza. Oh, uh, not the no, pizza, no, no, but the, the, the fridge death. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, I flipped that over one time. I was like, oh, <gasps> and I don't know, it affected me. I mean, I watched it like I eventually watched it when I was like 13 or 14, you know, but I just remember always being like, oh, that one's bad. And I've heard a decent amount of people with that one, too, because of the back. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. For us, like, Children of the Corn was big. That one. That was a scary one. Yeah. That was really scary. Not scary to rent, you know, to, you know, to look at the cover, you're like, whatever. But to watch it as a kid, it was scary. It kind of, when you get to that diner scene, it's it's like, <laughs> whoa, it's so. It's pretty wild. For like a, you know, seven-year-old or whatever. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't know if I can finish this now. It's crazy, and that music is intense. Yeah. Like, that's probably what puts it over the edge for that movie. Yeah, there's a, I mean, we we grew up in a great time of covers. Uh, I think we got really lucky with that, because now with streaming, when you're just, like, shooting through them, uh, it's not the same. Hell, a lot of times they just put, like, a, a screenshot from the film. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> just lazy. I hate yeah. how like net Netflix kind of changes up the cover mm -hmm. every, all the time, but it's never the original cover. It's like never the original cover. But a streaming site like Tubi always seems to have the original cover, which is like for me, it's like, oh, okay, okay here we go. This is installed. It's like flipping through Tubi is like going through the VHS store almost, right. you know, because it's all the original cover art. Well, that's kind of how it should be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tubi's like where all the trash hounds hang out. That's that's yeah, the good yeah. stuff there. That's <laughs> that's when you're going through and you're like, oh, I don't know what this is, but I'm watching it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are great. It's always when you click too, and then all that other weird shit comes up afterwards, like all those other options. Yeah. You keep clicking and clicking, and you get more deeper into <laughs> all this shit, all this weird shit. That's the stuff I like to watch. Yeah. And, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we recommend this. And you're like, oh, what? What is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just in a deep rabbit hole of like mostly <laughs> trash, but it's so fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Those those are great. That's a great time when you go through the Tubi. Now, I wish Tubi's one. I wish Tubi had a premium only because the timing of their ads are so horrible sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the killer's about to kill someone and then they're like, Boom, by tide. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of like new horror movies nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's terrible. Takes you right out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, can we have someone, can we hire some interns that like find the exact spots that are best? You know, like, like a fade to black? Like, come on. <laughs> I'd pay for Tubi, you know, I'd, I'd pay for Tubi over Netflix almost any day. Yeah. They've got a great selection. Yeah. If Netflix got rid of Star Trek, I'm like, fuck it. I'm done with Netflix. <laughs> so do you guys have any uh, VHS covers that you own that are like your favorite, the ones that have always standed out? And like, do you have like ones you cherish the most? I do. Okay, let's, Adam, can I'll go, go first. first. <laughs> uh, it's funny because some of my favorite VHS covers that I own are all 
movies I don't like. <laughs> They're all crap. And, and I own them for the covers almost alone. Um, Future Kill <laughs> is a fucking awesome cover, and it's a Geiger cover. Return of the Living Dead 2. Yeah, that's a pretty wicked cover. I always thought it was an awesome cover, but I'm not a fan of the movie. And there's a, I got a few weird ones. Like, I kind of really dig the cover for Garden of the Dead. <laughs> it's kind of a neat cover, but the movie, again, is a piece of shit. So it's like all these great covers are just bad movies. And Right. Are you pulling something out there? I hope yeah, so. I, I've got a couple that are like, I, they're not actually good movies. Uh, Well, this one's, you guys should really look up. But, like, I always like the Vineyard. Oh yeah, we did it. We did a trash or treasure on the vineyard. Oh, you guys did a trash or treasure. Oh, I didn't miss that one. It's our first <laughs> one. That was the movie that inspired us to do trash or treasure. Yeah, because the movie was so bad, but we still wanted to talk about it. Well, the whole dancing. <laughs> that's right. I did watch it. I actually. Yeah. Oh, I commented on it. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> it just all came back to me because I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Poe wants you to retire permanently yeah. <laughs> and that old fight scene and that everything like, fight scene, yeah. you think that they're making the movie in the movie but they're not that's part of just, the real it's just thing. a bad fight scene yeah. <laughs> and then i just remember the whole thing like kind of doesn't make sense like they buried the men right and then the men turn like help them like grow the grapes but the, uh, well, oh, I'm I'm losing some of it, and then the they women, the zombies, and all that. Yeah. yeah, it's so all over the place. They bury the people, and they turn into zombies. But he's growing the grapes for the wine, and he's making that elixir that makes him immortal too. Like it's just yeah, so much a lot of, going on. A lot of stuff that's going on, but it's not cohesive. Like <laughs> no. nothing makes sense at all. James Hong just wanted to make a movie with a bunch of pretty girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that he could grope and kiss. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you sure you don't want to do a sex scene? I'll pay you another $50. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't touch me. <laughs> well, I have to for the scene. <laughs> uh, it's for your character arc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to get back to the VHS and a cherished VHS for me. Like it, there's two, like there's nostalgia and there's like actual, what may be worth money. Kind of, well, you know, uh, hey, on eBay, yeah, man. Yeah. So for, for nostalgia, I think for me is like the original, like first release of Ghostbusters. But I'm so happy to have like the original Evil Dead VHS release. And I remember I found it for pretty cheap too. Yeah. Back in the nineties. So. I'm happy with that one. See, I won't give that one up. And it's funny you mentioned the he's got the original Evil Dead, and I just found the original Evil Dead too. Right from not, uh, not the re-release. Yeah, no, no, yeah. just the original Evil Dead too. Yeah. So that one is one of my cherished ones. Yeah, that's a good find too because we don't go on eBay and internet or Kijiji or whatever no. or, or uh, to look for. You know, VHS, we, we look in the wild. We have to find it in the wild. That's kind of like, yeah. if I can't find it in the wild, you know, so we like to hunt. Yeah, it's the, that's the whole yeah, fun of it, yeah. right? And the thing is, when you find it in the wild, it's usually pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of those people have no idea. Like, one of my best finds, Rad, the, like, Australian BMX one. I never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah. So the person, I mean, it's, um oh, what's her face that was married to Tom Cruise all those years? Her first uh, Nicole movie. Kidman? Uh, yeah, Nicole Kidman. I think this is hers. Um, but I found this. Uh, this person was just like, hey, I hear you collect VHSs. And they sent me a picture of all of them. And I'm just looking and I'm like, eh, they're a bunch of commons. I don't really, you know, I'm just going to end up stuffing those in my closet and then eventually selling them for like 50 cents. And then I look and I see this, which, you know, for a collector is a pretty good one. Um, and I'm like, uh, so how much for all of these? And she's like a dollar a piece. So $22. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. For 22 bucks for the whole lot. Like, shit. Yeah, it was like 22 of them. A lot of the VHS is stink. But, man, I got that one. And I love it when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Because some of those people, they don't care. They don't care if it's worth money. They don't want to go through get eBay. Yeah. They just want to yeah. get rid of it. It's junk. Uh, here's another good one. Supernaturals. Oh, um, that's a good. Yeah. It's a good cover. It's 
kind of a boring movie for the most part. It was, um, it, it, it's Embassy Entertainment, and we've been yeah. on the hunt for the Embassy Entertainment Labyrinth, Labyrinth release forever. And the name of the rose. Yeah. One I've I've tried to find. I, I don't even think this is a super rare one, but the Halloween three original release. Um, I mean, it's rare, but not like ultra rare. I could never find that. I have the re-release. Yeah, we the got Halloween the re-release. Too. Yeah. yeah, we're always on the hunt for all that type of shit. Like, you know, some of the best ones I found, uh, I found pin for a buck. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. Uh, George A. Romero's Season of the Witch. Found yeah. that for 50 cents. Yeah, <laughs> it's all you're just gonna go through the, the flea markets and the thrift stores and sift through a lot of shit, but you can find stuff, you know. Sometimes, but also, like for Winnipeg, like we only have like so, six, six to eight thrift stores, maybe yeah. something like that, and it's two, pretty limited. Two flea markets, you know? two flea markets, and they're not that great. Once you buy the good stuff, mm-hmm. nothing comes in again for another year or whatever. Yeah. And it's pretty limited yeah. here, you know. So it's pretty shitty. It's like there's and there with COVID, a lot of that stuff dried up. Like you couldn't. Yeah. There used to be pop up markets, at yeah. like we have um, the Cinnaboyne Downs, which is like kind of like a racetrack, where people could bet on horses and stuff like that. But also, in the buildings, they'd have a pop up flea market every so often, and people with VHS tapes and stuff and all this weird shit they'd come and sell all their stuff right all that stuff went away with covid so yeah we, we won't we don't get a lot of that crap anymore and it'd be nice to get it back yeah that's what i'm hoping too is uh once you know hopefully covid does actually burn himself burn itself out and uh we can go back to that because we used to like you have to go outside of the city to be honest because now people are marking up all this old stuff you know because they'll uh-huh. look at it on ebay they'll yeah like sort it by who's selling for the most. And then they're like, oh, that's what it's worth. It's like, no, that's no. Mm-hmm. It's not what it's uh, worth. It's yeah. what somebody paid yeah. for it. It's, it's just like going to the flea market here where like there's of course different stalls, different tables in the flea market. And usually the older people will have all their VHS for like a buck, two bucks maybe. Yeah. No matter what it is. But the younger people who got, you know, go to the internet and look and you're like, ah, oh, man, like I'm not, yeah, I know you think it's worth that, but I'm not paying that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll offer, you know, two or three dollars or whatever. And if you don't take it, well, I'll go take a hike. Kind of thing, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm not paying ten dollars for a VHS if it unless it's super rare or something like that. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's what like you got to get out, like go to the uh, wall around here. Got to go just go to an old town that has like a giant flea market that's like really popular and you'll have people that will come from all over and Mm -hmm. most of the time they're hauling like a trailer so they want to sell everything they have like it's just i want to make a couple thousand dollars like pay a hundred dollars for a spot and make a couple thousand dollars here and uh wait till the sunday that's the best time when they're a little desperate they want to get rid of everything yeah I wish we had that here because we don't like because we 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 have like you know comic cons and stuff like that and of course mm-hmm. it's all the local vendors come up and we were talking about this with our buddy Carl. It's like we, we've gone to these cons before and we see the same shit at the same yep. vendors year after year. Yeah, and we make them deals like, can you do this for whatever you know? Can you do this for twenty bucks instead of twenty five? Oh no, no, I can't. And like two two years later, you see the same thing for the same price. It's like, well, don't you want to get rid of that? Like, or you just want to hang on to it for nostalgia? Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to sell it all that bad. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because what they'll do is they'll just put it online and they're like, we don't care about the time. Um, You got to find the ones where they're like space is like a priority to them. So Mm -hmm. selling it is more important than like taking up the space. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's that's the key, Uh, because we. Before COVID, we used to have VHS. They're not parties, but like people would come. They would pay next to nothing, you know, because it would just be in an abandoned building. So a guy would take duct tape. Well, actually, you probably couldn't see white duct tape. And he'd just make squares everywhere. And he'd be like, all right, 50 bucks. This is all you get. And they just come for two days and just sell massive amount of VHS. And it was so much fun. You get people from Florida and all. But it's gone now. And I don't know if it will ever come back. 
It was like a complete crapshoot. Like you'd buy a load of VHS for 50 bucks and you don't know what you're getting. It's just like, what well, no, I mean, someone would just make a spot and be like, you $50 to set up your stuff here. I mean, it's really cheap. Okay. For the spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's all it costs. And this, you know, these guys would do this. They'd find these abandoned buildings. Mostly I think that are about to be tore down because it would <laughs> always be in these random spots. <laughs> and, um, and you'd walk in and you know how you smell molds, you know, that like mildewy yeah. mold smell, like old you smell of death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, like a lot of times I'd buy some weird VHSs at these shows and they would, you could always tell they were in a smoker's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like open it up and you'd be like, boom, just yeah, fragrance. All the smoke comes yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, those are the best. And I hope when this all lifts, you know, like people can put it together. I- I've talked to a few people that like try to do it ourselves and just see because like it always amazed me. I mean, this one guy would come up from Florida, and I mean literally a, a just a he would be pulling a trailer behind him. He's like, I got to get rid of half of these because gas costs too much. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of how it should be, right? Because really, like, let's be real. You know, VHS tapes are pretty well worthless, right? That's why. Yeah. when you see people, unless you're a horror collector, well, exactly, yeah. Yeah. strange. It's that one genre. But but monetarily, like, they're they're worthless. Yeah, they're hunks of plastic that will probably eventually like the film will die. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, unless you're like a collector or something like that, why are you selling VHS tapes for five or $10 or, a piece or, 50 or, bucks, or more? Yeah. yeah. It just makes no sense. It's kind of like records, right? Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Unless you got some kind of real gem. Why are you asking lots of money for a record? Right. It's like, yeah, N- not well, to go off the rails here, but like we're talking about VHS. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, I don't think that DVDs will ever have that sort of collectability. Like, I don't think that DVDs will become mm-hmm. as collectible in, say, 10 years that VHS are now. Yeah. Because there's something about VHS that's just a bit more it's heavier. It's more nostalgic. The covers are original covers. Like, well, and there's different versions of yeah, covers. Yeah. There's, different versions of the movie yeah i don't think think dvds will become as collectible as vhs has you know in 20 years or whatever no because you can get like in one in one dvd you can get the version the two or three different versions of that movie right yeah Mm -hmm. so it kind of spoils it right it's like just as one example yeah plus during the dvd era the covers got shitty they got really shit. They, yeah. they got really yeah. bad. No one, I, I, you never hear anyone. They're like, "Oh man, I used to love going to the video store to look at the DVD covers." Like, no one <laughs> no, says no. that. No, no one says that. You're right. No one says that. No, no. And it's a like, and I still wonder if it's the same thing with albums and um, cassettes. You know, like albums. I remember people will tell stories about the first time they saw an album cover and they'll buy it. And I don't hear anyone. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember the first time I saw the cover to this little bitty cassette, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, cassettes might be worth money. I don't know. I'm not part of that field, but I feel like it's just like, "Mm." yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I know there's something about it, right? There's it's nostalgic purposes, but there's also it's versions that you can find and it's Mm -hmm. variant covers and all that stuff. It's like books to get into another thing. It's it's like books like like I have a lot of books, old horror novels and stuff like that, where the covers are awesome. And then if you look at the same covers, the releases now, they're the shits. It's like looks like a cartoon or something or yeah. somebody just didn't bother trying for the cover right they just find something random on the internet and paste it on the cover it's like yeah. what yeah photoshop was kind of like the worst thing for covers i think so yeah they just come and put the floating heads on it and you're like yeah oh, that's it or they put okay. a bunch of shiny yeah. hologram yeah. type stuff on it hoping yeah. it'll sell like... scream was the worst thing to happen for horror movie covers because as soon as scream happened with the all the four heads four or five heads on it then every horror movie cover for like 20 years was like <laughs> scream Ugh. yeah scream scream was like too good it like 
revitalized the entire horror industry, but at the same time made the covers the exact same over yeah. and over <laughs> yeah. and over. Yeah, it almost did as much damage as it did good. It's weird in that way, you know? I know. It's a very powerful movie in that way. And and the franchise won't quit. Because I, I watched the new one, and I was like, eh, like, I get what you're trying to do. That's like everything after the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like the second one on is like, yeah. <laughs> like at a certain point, you're just doing the same thing over again. You're just like adding quippy dialogue. You know, you're like, yeah, it's not as good. <laughs> There's not, just nothing special about it anymore. Yeah. All right. So Adam and Justin, thanks for coming on and talking about your channel. If none of you have looked it up yet, get on your little computers start typing frightfully forgotten you can find it on youtube they've been doing it for six years they have a ton of episodes a lot of variety uh which is great and guys i, I wish you continued success um i'm so glad one night i randomly found um amneville 2 the possession <laughs> that's one of our best episodes <laughs> that, that's the one that's the one they got you <laughs> yeah so we reviewed the entire uh, i think we did nine amneville movies Oh. which was slog man oh <laughs> so we had to split it up we did it in october for our october thing where we do all the horror um, movies and we always pick a franchise and that was that and i'm like dude i can't <laughs> we have to stop because like the fifth one the fifth one is so boring it's so boring is that the it's about time or is that that oh uh, no that's the curse yeah um, curse yeah because yeah, that yeah, one yeah. That one, a lot of times, that's not added to the whole yeah. genre. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one with the hanging. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's curse. Yeah, it's garbage. It's it's so bad. Like Vidmark, it's a cool. Like it's kind of a fun little story because Vidmark got in trouble for this cover, and a lot of stores removed it because it had a little girl hanging. Well, what appears to be a little girl hanging on the front. So not only was the movie shitty. But the cover got pulled from stores. So you would have to ask someone behind the counter. So you'd have to know the movie was there. So the rentals on it were just atrocious. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so we split it up and then we did it like April in the spring to finish it up. And Amityville is just one of those franchises that keeps going, never stops. And they never there's some fun ones. The Dollhouse, I tell people, and the clock one are. Yep. It's about time. It's about time is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that one's yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, I I think Dollhouse is underrated, but you got to go into it knowing that it was a movie made by a bunch of special effects people who had extra special effects stuff, just costumes and stuff lying around and said, like, let's just make an Amityville movie with all this. And he's like, OK, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Like they just released a trailer for Amityville in space. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it looks like it's like oh my god like we could have made something better uh yeah that it looks like someone just took like their phone camera yeah, and, you know exactly. like, the camera on their phone is like let's make an amneville movie because you can use the name for anything amneville as long as yeah. you don't put amneville horror you're you know yeah <laughs> all right uh, well, I'm so glad that I found Amityville 2 that you guys did that. Uh, I highly recommend anyone out there listening to go watch their channel. Uh, it's fantastic. And guys, it was a blast. All right. Yes, it was fun. Thanks for having us. Thank man. you very much. Thanks for listening. So remember to be, <laughs> um, remember to be kind and, and rewind. rewind.